everybody. Welcome to the Canine Inspired Podcast. This is Danielle, Aaron, and Beth. And we are here to explore the connection between humans and dogs and to give you some tools to strengthen your bond with your dog and with your community. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We have a very special guest by the name of Kaylee Grachek. She is a certified veterinary technician. And you may notice that we have the same last name. Very true, very true. <laughs> um, so Kaylee is my niece, and she's always um, been near and dear to my heart. She's very involved in Canine Inspired Change, has volunteered with well, her I dog. Try. I yes. try. I don't know if I'd say very. I try. <laughs> and she is also my go-to middle-of-the-night call, oh my gosh, my dog, blah, 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 <laughs> insert the problem. So um, anyways, everybody, welcome, Miss Kaylee Grotchik. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, okay. So first of all, before we get into the everything, I want <laughs> to thank you for being a frontline healthcare worker because wowza um you know people talk about nurses and doctors and obviously they're so yeah, important we can't don't play them at all um, but those of us that don't have children or even people that do have children and just are very concerned about their animals and love their animals like during this whole covid realness part of our family right yeah we it's very worrisome like what 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 do we do now? Um, so think, we're going to get into that a little bit later yeah. about the house, and I'm sure people have navigated that. Um, but I think you can give us some inside scoop, which will be illuminating to people. But um, before we do that, I want to hear about you, your dogs, how they've shaped your life and, and your choices. Yeah. So I have been in veterinary medicine now for nine years. Um, I think this path was always there for me. I just took some time figuring it out as I grew into myself. One of um, There's a picture of me when I was a little girl, and this was before I ever had my first dog, but the neighbor's cat had kittens, and I had this little baby stroller, and I had dumped my baby face down in the grass <laughs> and was putting all the, the kittens in the baby stroller. Perfect. And so I think my love for animals has always been there, and... We had some dogs growing up that I obviously just adored, but it was when I got my first dog, Oakley, at 16. He was like, my responsibility went to my first department with me, the whole works, that mm -hmm. I realized this is more than just a pet. Like, this is, yes, I've always loved animals, but it was just different for me. He, like, I credit him for kind of helping me through some of my darkest times. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I got um, another dog named Lola, and the two of them were, like, through college and relationships and growing and just were my everything right like I can't imagine not having them there just as companions as the things to get out of bed some days when I didn't yeah. want to I mean the things that cared for me and I had to care for them we needed each other like and and keeping me social like I would go to the dog park and talk to people yeah. I mean they were my every like I really think like they helped get me through and so I've never not had a dog since I've been 16 of my very own. So yeah, yeah. you, I, I mean, I can relate. Yes. Right. And it's, I so, think it's what bonds us a little oh bit my beyond just being like family. That's yeah. one of the things that we have in common is our, like that part for animals. Well, and I was just thinking about this, which is kind of like making my heart beat fast and like scary, but like not, I don't think anybody on this podcast besides you 
knew me before sobriety and after sobriety. Yeah. So probably true. I don't know that we need to get into no. that in depth. No. <laughs> Um, I, you know what? suffice it to say bigger better things <laughs> <laughs> but you know like it just it wasn't good obviously before sobriety i had um, a lot of issues so anyways um hearing you say things like they were the, my reason to get out of bed sometimes in the morning it's like yeah that's right i me too yeah especially pre-sobriety and post you know right at the beginning yeah um and so it's like your love for something outside of yourself. Um, something that depended on you when yeah. you weren't really going to be there to maybe take care of yourself as well as you should, but you had to take care yeah. of them. That was, that was where I was. And mine was more of a, a mental health struggle through my teens and stuff. Um, and like, can I just say who yeah. hasn't? Well, I mean, right. I think and like it's just more acceptable to talk about now. Yeah. But yeah, like... I, and now being able to help other people with their pets, I really feel like it's come full circle. But I still have tough days at work where I go home and being with my dog is like the recovery from my day. Yeah. Of like having that. Like, I hear oh, yeah, you. That's why I did that for 11 hours today. And it was crazy busy. And I had to help a family say goodbye to their pet. But yeah. I had to see three new puppies come in. Like, but it was just crazy. And there was some sick pets and some happy ones. And But at the end of the day, like when I go home to my dog and I feel that bond again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I do this. Well, <laughs> and like speaking, I mean, I had to say goodbye to one of my pets and you were there. And it was so uh, god it was invaluable to me for that to happen okay i just have to let everybody know as soon as i started to talk about that and tear up ren who's kaylee's current yes. dog came over and like put her body towards me and like yes. she's like just touch me you're gonna be fine it's um, so crazy how they she's one of the most in tune dogs i've had in a she, long time i mean and she's not even a year old can we just say that she'll be a year old next month in february and yeah, I got her really unexpected. I don't. Should we talk about maybe how Ren came into my yeah, life? Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean it's kind you, of a sad but a so sweet story. Um, I lost a two-year-old German short hair pointer super unexpectedly. She got hit by a car, and it was devastating. River. River was her name. Um, she. I was heartbroken because let's and like can we, just, I, I mean I was heartbroken too. Can you just I mean not there, but you like I was actually staying with Danielle during this time. So let's just maybe touch on what 2020 has been yeah. aside from veterinary medicine. <laughs> yeah. I was, let's so just I'm, dive in. Let's just dive in. Um, so I had recently left my husband in my home and was staying with Danielle, and it was like I will say like that was it was a very good thing. But River was the constant thing that came with me, and she was staying with me at Danielle's house and. I was, you know, working and doing my thing and she was just a great dog and I lost her unexpectedly getting hit by a car and you always think something like that will not mm. happen to you until it happens to you. Right. And obviously like this was actually right kind of at the spike of COVID. Right. Um, this was like like late March, early April. When yeah, because I was sheltering in place yeah, at our cabin. North. Yep. Yep. And so like this was at the peak of COVID and yeah. When it was all getting started and there were so many unknowns. Like, I don't think we thought we'd be here a year from now. No. <laughs> almost, almost a year from now. Um, but I lost her unexpectedly and barely left bed for two days and just felt like I let her down. And it was partially my fault. I mean, things happen and it was a freak accident. Um, and I knew I would need another dog and I wasn't quite ready to make the dive. So I was like online looking at different German short hair puppies and rescues and different options and was thinking about like maybe putting a deposit for a puppy in the summer and reaching out to some rescues and was like, yeah, like this summer that, that sounds good. It'll give me some time to like heal. Well, and all this 
little known to me, my mom was also doing her own dive in and she found a litter of German short hair puppies up by our cabin, like 20 minutes from our cabin and reached out to them and they had one female left. Um, and my mom told me the story. Shout out or, to Janice. Yeah. Thanks mom. But no, she told them like the story of like <laughs> what had happened to me and how I'm a dog lover and I work in the vet field. And, you know, she had said like, my daughter wants to get a dog this summer, but I think she needs one sooner. And they said, well, would you want to come up and just see and no pressure? And so my mom calls, she's like, so do you want to go Saturday? And this was like four days after I yeah. lost River. And at first I was like, I'm not ready for that. But my mom's like, you know, I, I know it's too soon. Like we know it's too soon, but also like what would help you heal more than another puppy? And so we go up, obviously here's rent. Like obviously I was not going to leave without that beautiful, wonderful <laughs> right. puppy. It's like, oh, I let's mean, just go oh, look. <laughs> wink, yeah, wink. yeah, I know. Yeah. Who's going to go look at a puppy and not take it? <laughs> and let me tell you that first week was a roller coaster of emotions because I was still just like riveted from losing my previous dog. Right. And this little puppy, let me tell you, she was a handful like where river the first night home in her kennel just slept quietly like would go to work with me and her kennel was great this little one cried hysterically in her kennel um i would set her up in the bathroom when i showered so she could like be in the bathroom and with toys and whatever and the one day she like crawled into the shower with me because she like could not stand to be away from me but then like sat underneath me in the water as i was like washing my hair and both of us were like crying i was like what is this pup what am i gonna do with this puppy yeah. she's under my feet crying because she doesn't want to be in the water but doesn't want to be away from me and it was just like i was like what did i do yeah obviously a few weeks and we were in a groove and sure. now like i can't imagine not having i her. know and she has been all through covid has been my like okay we can go outside and play and my my thing to do when there wasn't a whole lot else to do this summer right like so right she really came full circle and pulled me out of what was a really rough start to a year to being like the light of my life okay thank you so much yeah. for sharing that I think you touched on a lot of cool things there and then circling back to kind of what started it was yeah the service that you provide for people who have either sick pets or just need wellness exams or it's time to say goodbye. Um, that is invaluable. I mean, that is such a stressful time for people. So, um, going into doing that and being so in touch with, Hey, this is how I have been touched by my animals and keeping that front and center yet, having to have a certain degree of professionalism around it, I think is a really hard balance to find because some people can come off as like too walled and mm -hmm. some people can come off as too empathetic. And I mm -hmm. think you're just such a great example of the balance between the two because you Everybody that I've sent over to Grand Avenue Vet, which, by the way, shout out to Grand yes, Avenue Vet. If you're clinic, love it right down the road too in St. Paul here in so, St. Paul, yeah, yeah. If you're in the area, couldn't recommend yeah. them more highly. But every so I send people um, there when they ask me um, if I have recommendations, and every, every single person is like, "Oh my gosh, they're so great there!" And I think it's because you guys have struck that nice balance. Um, I think we have a really great team. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, okay. So what does it look like now when people bring their animals into the it's vet? so different. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, I want to say and open this discussion up by saying we don't completely know why, but this is not just like my clinic or even a local thing. Like nationwide veterinary clinics are insanely busy. Huh. Um, we have really? A few, yes. Like we have a few theories. We don't really know 
exactly all of the reasons. Sometimes um, it, I think it comes down to people being home with their pets more. Yeah. And maybe they're they're just like that visit they were putting off because they were really busy. But now maybe they're working from home or now they just maybe they're furloughed. I mean, all these things that have happened right this last year with COVID, they're they're more aware of it. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing their pets in more. We also had a ton of puppies and kitties being brought home and adopted. Oh, yeah. And, and rescue dogs being adopted during COVID because I think a lot of people that wanted to add pets to their family didn't feel like it was feasible with their work or school. Sure. We're now a lot of that's from home. Um but I, these are all good things, though. Yeah, a lot of these like are good side things. benefits. Yeah. The other the other thing is we're not like we don't really have all the answers of why we're so busy. But I will say, obviously, two part of it is some shortage of staffing because we need to be really careful inside our clinics and we need to follow some of like the masking rules and the and the distancing rules and as well as like if one of our team members are exposed like the quarantining I mean all of this is going inside our staffing while we're trying to stay open and provide for everybody else right and most clinics I can just speak you know for what I know in the area and in my clinic is no clients are inside the building Mm -hmm. unless there's like a really special um, circumstance which may be saying goodbye or it may be like or really, really scared, nervous pet where we'll try to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, clients are not allowed in the building mm-hmm. of most veterinary clinics, kind of like at all. Can I tell you a quick little secret? Yeah. So I have recently had to bring Sharpie in, yeah. um, my dog, to see you. It is a relief to me. Like, maybe it's just because I, like, know you and trust you so much. Like, yeah. you're so close to me. But, like, to just drive in to the parking lot and... You come out and get him. I just hand you the leash and it's like, there you go. I trust you guys. You guys are medical professionals. You have studied veterinary medicine. I'm going to listen to what you tell me. And I think that for me personally, I have such anxiety when bringing my pets in. It's just been, I prefer it. (laughs) Um, Funny note on that is it's not every pet, but I would say... A good portion of the pets, and not all of them, but a good portion of them actually do better with this as well. Interesting. And I do think it's exactly what you're hitting on. Yeah. Like owners are a little anxious. Um, the pet's a little anxious, and then they kind of feed off of each other where we, yeah. we are professionals. And we know, like, yeah, we know we're nervous, but it's okay. Like, you're here, and we're just going to groove with it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, we always do a lot of treats. And honestly, now that we don't have clients in the building, too, it's let us be a little more slack in, like, the... It's okay if we have puppies and kitties like up front being held by the customer service representatives yeah. because there's not clients coming in with their pet. Like we we control all the traffic in and out of the building. Yeah. So like sometimes we have puppy playtime up in the front lobby. I love that. I mean sometimes like you know we're just snuggling yeah. with a, a cat while we're waiting for the you know doctors to finish up with their phone calls. But it is more time. It is more work, and it is harder for some owners to be like I can't come in with my pet. Like I, I you know they're nervous. They're scared, and we we understand that. Um, right. But I will say, I, I think we have a, a pretty good mix of clients who are like, yeah, I actually love this. Like, and yeah. then others who are nervous. Um, and same with the pets. And we try to do what we can to make it as easy on all involved. But it is, it's tricky. It's right. tricky for us too. Right. Like, we want to be able to, like, have you show us things physically in your pet. Be like, see this lump. And, you know, we do do some, like, pictures, emailing. And we've done a few FaceTime things. But it's hard. It is hard. Well, I know that I sent a diagram yeah. and yeah. a full page of notes. I was like, I feel fine. Here you go. Yeah. This is, and that's great. <laughs> and we're also doing a lot of emailing with our clients ahead of time. Like, yeah. hey, can you email us this page of information right. before you even come in because then it keeps like the phone call shorter initially and then the doctor can spend more time talking right so yeah I mean but it is different I will say like the big thing I said is we're really busy so like if you call your clinic or especially us and 
if maybe you're able to get in in like a week or two, like if you can't get in for a month, like that's normal. Mm-hmm. And some of it's even longer. Some clinics can't take new clients right now. Mm. Um, and I like to say, and I hate to use this example because obviously we're all going to come to that point where like my pet is sick and I need you and I need you now. Mm-hmm. Like I think most vet clinics are going to do their best to accommodate that. But I kind of tell people like triage is not like a game that you want to win, right? Like if you call and you're like, my pet's ears kind of itchy and I'm like, I can get you in next Friday. Mm-hmm. Like that might be a little stressful to you and your pet, but I promise it's because there's a lot more sick, more urgent right. things that like we can't wait on. Sure. And sometimes it is something easy we can fix and send out the door, but sometimes it's like critically ill patients. So right. I always tell people as much as like it's an inconvenience to you and your pet to wait a week for an itchy ear. Like, and sometimes we can do things over the phone too to help keep them comfortable sure. in the meantime. But it like triage is, is means like that we're really concerned right. about your pet. So keep that in mind yeah. like when you're when you're frustrated. Like, trust me, we understand that. But also like it's like I said, being the urgent fit in appointment isn't necessarily something that we want for you. Or your right. Pet. Right. <laughs> I mean, obviously we'll be there, but well, I've always felt very supported by you guys at Grand Avenue Vets. So yeah, I think everybody in the veterinary profession right now is like just doing their best. That's yeah. The other thing to touch on, like, uh, we are so busy and this, this curbside stuff is not easy for us either. And we are just doing our best. And I think most clinics, I, I mean, I know I feel very lucky to work at Grand Avenue, but I think most clinics are really just, doing their best to get by here and to support families and people while they are trying to support their pets. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about, right? Coming all together to like, let's help you give your pet the best life. Right. Well, and it should be noted that a lot of people have the option to stay at home and work from home. um, And you don't. Like you guys have to be at your office, Ooh. and so the which fact is both a blessing and a curse, you could say. Well, right, but like I'm just saying, yeah. the people that have to do their work from the place yep. of work and they have to continue going in and and chose still to do that. Yep. I think you guys should be recognized and thank applauded. You. So thanks to all the vet techs out there, um, we yeah. love you. So <laughs> let's let's swer- let's swerve though yes. over to. Um, the program, our program, Canine Inspire yes. Change. You and River used to volunteer we with do, us, and I hope um, someday run and I. Oh, can. for sure. Yes, I mean, as you see, I think she, she's, <laughs> and she's kissing Danielle right now. I think uh, she'd be a good, a good candidate. So, what did you get out of, um, or what was your experience volunteering with us? And and I think I was going to ask, would you do it again? But I think you answered oh, that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience was great. I loved seeing the kids open up near the dogs mm-hmm. and like there'd be some groups that you could just tell were a little reserved or you like you would tell sometimes the kids were having not the best day like we yeah. would talk about our what number are you when you're mm-hmm. checking in and some of them really you could just tell in their face and like their answers that they just weren't super excited about the day or super excited about being there but by the end of the session almost every kid had a smile on their face and maybe the kid that wasn't so happy to be there at the beginning right. like really did a 180 towards the end right and that was really special to see like okay this hour of our time can just like switch this kid's whole right. day and the feedback from like you know teachers and parents stuff like saying like yeah my kid like uses this as like a motivational tool like if they don't get their homework done or they mm-hmm. don't you know they, they can't go to the CIC session and that's mm-hmm. okay great you're motivated to come see my dog and right. hang out with them that's awesome right and yeah, just, I love that. I, I, well, and don't like, 
I had the experience quite frequently or have the experience quite frequently of when I'm working with a crew of kids, especially like the the girls, I see myself in them. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about like growing up and challenges and things, did you find that as well? Definitely. Um, Especially if like, you know, some of the kids that just seemed like they were having that bad day in school or struggling. Like I think about me and even now but especially as a kid like mm-hmm. there was something going on at school or with my friends like dogs would be there when i right. got home and would change my whole right outlook <laughs> I know. but yeah and just remembering being that age and the struggle like growing up is hard well nobody taught us and i don't think that well let me just backtrack yeah. i wasn't taught in school that i had feelings that were valid and that not only did I have feelings that were valid, but I could then use some techniques to help myself feel better or um, that other people that were adults had those feelings when they were kids too. And that these are some techniques and tools that, you know, um, that, that, I could use. I just didn't know these things. And I also right. I didn't know about volunteering. I mean, even right. just to volu- uh, or, um, to model volunteerism to, yeah. to, to, to kids. Give I, that example. Yeah, like, yeah I just we're didn't, showing up to hang out with you guys today because we want... To, we care. Yeah, we care. And exactly. we believe in connection. And you matter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, we're here because we want to be and you matter. And this is, yeah. And it's something as simple as taking those three deep dog breaths. Yep. Like... Totally. I never knew in school just like taking some deep calming breaths and like like that's something so simple right. but they don't teach you that in school like if you're stressed just take a couple deep I think breaths they do now a lot do they now okay um, see, but they didn't when we were no here. I mean I for sure yeah unless the, unless on that day I was like you know elsewhere in my head or something who knows which is possible which is possible so but anyways okay well Kaylee I just love you so much I love you and Ren I love you too she's climbing on my (laughs) lap yeah well there's Ren on the mic yes the mic so there we go real life dogs (laughs) up all right well thank you so much for being with us um until next time everybody we see I see you you matter and get out there and do good with your dog 